0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Algorithm, Uh, I'm Dr. Casey, and today we have a a super special guest. Uh, I'm really pleased to introduce you guys to Dr. Grant Dennis, Uh, has a rocking practice down in Arkansas, part of the specific, Um, and I'm just touching the surface here, but if you would, Doc, uh, give us a little bit of information on just what you got going on. I know you're super busy and have a ton of stuff. Uh, and the fire but give us a little rundown
1: yeah so first off i appreciate you having me casey hopefully uh over the next 15-20 minutes i can provide a little bit of value and some insight into um allowing for growth and chiropractors because one of the things i ultimately stand for the most and that i put myself in alignment with the most is making sure that students and especially docs are as successful as they possibly can be in practice, um, both in the clinical results, but most especially in the in the financial realm, because yep. we need a lot more chiropractors out there who are financially stable, who have finances that can give back to our profession, that will keep our profession, as we know and love, afloat. Because you know, I'm massively concerned, just personally, about the trajectory of chiropractic currently, and. Political climates, and so I practice full time, you know, here in Little Rock, Arkansas, at the specific chiropractic centers here in Little Rock. Um, I also get to serve as the COO of our franchise, so I've been involved with a lot of startups, a lot of associates transitioning into clinics, a lot of students transitioning into associateships, and also clinic directors. Um, And so I've kind of seen all the different realms and all the different ways it can go sideways, all the ways that it can be a success, and and kind of the. The blueprint, if you will, or the algorithm, no pun intended on kind of how to um, find success in whatever scenario you're in. Um, And so, you know, that's just what I do, but it's not who I am. I always tell Mm -hmm. people, you know, practicing chiropractic is what I do, but it's not who I am. Who I am is uh, somebody who just wants to leave this world better than I came and use my talents and treasures to help somebody, whether it be through their health scenarios or their health challenges as it relates to making their life better or students who are trying to figure out how to be successful in practice or associates trying to transition to a successful clinic. Whether it's a patient or a person, anybody I encounter, you know, for me, it's my value and, and is to try to be of service or to, to um, learn along the way. Also make friends, have fun, learn a lot of lessons. That's kind of who I am in a nutshell.
0: No, that, that's perfect. And, and again, your real world experience to speak to a lot of the people that listen to this is, it's going to be super valuable. So with that, jumping in here, um, you know, what would you say, and in, in whether this is you, whether this is other students, what would you say are some of the biggest mindset challenges uh, transitioning from school to startup practice or from associateship to startup, what what would you say there?
1: Yeah, so I would say if you're a student transitioning into an associateships, or if you're a student transitioning into opening your own practice, there's one that I've found that is pretty universal um, across the board that that must be in your mind in order for success to be achievable. whether it be clinically, most importantly, or financially, it doesn't really, you know, or business or life in general. And that is that you must be very, very comfortable. Um, I'm going to tell a story real quick because I think it's relevant here. Yeah, I remember the first time that one of my biggest mentors, Dr. Sean Dill, and now my business partner and, and honestly a family member of mine. Like, so when I was a student, he told me the first phone call I ever got on with him. He said, Grant, he said, step number one is it is my job to make you uber, uber rich. And I remember as a student thinking, wow, that's weird. I don't, that's, I'm not sure that's what I want, or I'm not (laughs) sure that I wasn't in alignment with it at first, you know? And then the more I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute. Like it is though, because I just went through this rigorous process of, of chiropractic school. I invested all this money into doing it. I've sacrificed a lot. Why am I not okay with the idea of being super successful? Like, why is that weird to me? You know? And so the first mindset thing I would tell any student coming into an associateship or a clinic director role is I would tell you, you are worthy to accept, you have put in the work, you have sacrificed. And so the first thing you have to be very comfortable with is it is okay. And in fact, it is paramount that in your head and in your mindset, you say to myself, I am worthy to be successful. I am worthy to be rich. I am worthy to have a very thriving practice. And I am worthy to find success in my life because I put in the work and it's now time for me to receive. In other words, you have given and given and given and given and given. Now it's time for you to get. That's the first thing. If it's an associateship person who's obviously been in a position where they've found some financial success or find some clinical success, as you transition to a clinic director role, the mindset mindset shift you now have to begin to become comfortable with is in your life. Making sure that everything in your life is in alignment and it's not going to create interference to your own success, whether it's your relationships, most especially your spouse, your, um, your wife, your significant other, your, <laughs> what do use pronouns nowadays, but whoever it is yeah, yeah. in your life, right? Like they, you need to be, they need to be in alignment with where it is you're trying to go in your vision, because that's the biggest thing that can create interference. The yeah. other thing that me, that just personally, I've been able to really find that's been really beneficial and helpful for me in my journey and kind of where I'm going from more of a growth within one clinic to a scale model to two or three, four, hopefully five clinics in my vision is that there's these three things that interfere with you the most. And there's three big things that my mentor, David Meltzer, has helped me identify, which is you have this need to be right. You have a need to be anxious and a need to worry. And then you have a need to be offended. You have to just be able to just immediately eliminate those from your life. Quit trying to to be right about everything. Be okay with asking for help when you don't know something. Say, hey, this is something I don't know. Maybe it's something I need to hire out. Maybe it's something I need to ask help for. Um, And then... The other two kind of no one thinks about, which is your need to be anxious or worry. You have this need. You go, okay, I'm going to open my office. And so obviously this is going to be very difficult. And it is. And you add this added worry, the sense of worry or anxiousness that doesn't actually have to be there. Like it, it, it is in the sense that it will be difficult. But if you understand going into it, that it's difficult and you appreciate the journey and you appreciate where you're going to go through, that you've actually set this is what you asked for. In other words, this is a a get-to job, not a got-to job. In other words, you get to do this. You get to open a practice. It's not, I got to open a practice. Once you can shift that, and then it removes your need to worry or your need to anxious or need to be offended by people who want to offer you advice, that would be a good mindset shift, I would say, that if you can come to grips with that, it's going to really help you out in your first year, especially your second year, and then into your third and fourth and beyond in whatever capacity you practice.
0: You know, I, I hear some huge uh, things there. And, and first one that you talked about was just affirmations and, and like telling yourself, like, we have to be OK with being able to accept some of these things and, and accept success, accept money into our lives. And, and uh, but just affirming that daily, uh, you know, was a, a huge part of my journey and accepting some of that and getting to the places that we've got gotten to and, and being successful. But um, yeah, I, I, I mean, just really, really good stuff there. You talked about some of your mentors. Um, let's dive into that a little bit more of, of, you know, what what has kind of been your evolution throughout practice and, and then even opening up other practices and other businesses Uh, as far as mentorship, how how do you find that? How do you, how did that come about? Yeah. Well, I think one of the first, it is what I have
1: found is that chiropractors are very notorious for some reason of not wanting to show up places. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) They want to just go on an island, sit in their practices. I just want to help people and sit in my office. And, 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 and that's certainly a very important piece. But the first step I would say in order to find a true vision or a true north or your north star, if you will, is you must have a mentor. You must have somebody that is where you want to go. In other words, I, I see where they are. That's where I want to go. And so instead of emulating where they are now, I want to understand the trajectory and the path that took them to get there. And so I must inherently be able to ask them or go to them with things so that they can help guide or mentor me. But the first step to doing that even is you must have a clear vision and you must have who that person is that emulates where you want to be. The second thing is you are not going to find that person if you don't show up places, if you don't Mm -hmm. show up to your state association seminars, if you don't show up to, you know, events within chiropractic, if you don't show up to events outside of chiropractic. In fact, I would make a recommendation. You have a mentor that's within chiropractic, but also a mentor that's outside of chiropractic, Mm -hmm. because what they're going to be able to do is shift your framework or what your lens is into something that's outside the realm of the chiropractic bubble or the chiropractic sphere. So show up at entrepreneur conferences, show up at business conferences, show up at your state associations, your chiropractic events, show up to those places and literally try to build relationships with docs who are veterans who have been there or docs who are somewhere in that intermediate range that you emulate, that you love their vision, you love where their practice is, you love that they have multiple associates. I think that's the other thing is I hear a lot of docs sometimes say, you know, well, I want, to have multiple, um, I want to have multiple associates under me. Or I hear docs say, I want to have multiple offices. And then I ask, well, why? And they have no idea why they want to have associates <laughs> under them. And they have no idea why they, why they want to have multiple offices and why that would serve them in any way. So I'm going to give you an example. Like at the specific chiropractic centers, our vision and mission is to create access to quality knee, chest, upper cervical specific care globally. Well, it is impossible for me to create that kind of access or create that kind of impact without associates and without multiple offices. So therefore the offices and the associates exist inside the paradigm to fulfill the vision that they have for themselves while also fulfilling the vision they have for the bigger collective, right? The bigger mission of a, of a central movement of something that's moving forward. So if you're a doc that's like, well, I want to impact my city. I want to, I want to make sure that, that the city of um, you know, grand rapids or the city of cedar rapids is well taken care of that's my legacy piece i'm here to tell you you're probably gonna have a hard time doing that by yourself you're gonna need other people to do that now if you're like my particular community then yeah then you can fulfill that yourself what i would tell you is in in, in picking a mentor picking a trajectory a vision mission whatever it is I, i would just highly encourage you to pick something that's more of a legacy piece in other words what gets left behind me after I leave this earth, that's tangible yeah. that, you know, cause I see this over and over and I know you do as well. And it's one of the things that really irritates me is I don't think people fully understand that when you are Smith chiropractic, that's great. The problem is for your patients, if you leave this earth, whether it be, you know, too early or too late, there's going to be a day. And when yeah. you do, someone's going to come in, they're going to take Smith chiropractic off the shingle and they're going to put something else there. And those patients you serve and their generational families have no one that can serve them now. So what I would, I would, you know, implore you to do is find mentors who can help, tr- you know, really latch on to what your legacy piece is mm-hmm. so that you can leave a legacy that far serves greater than you. And I think that's one of the biggest tragedies in chiropractic that I constantly will refer to is imagine what the BJ Palmer research clinic would look like today. Had it been carried on. Yeah. The reason that it didn't get carried on was because BJ died and then no one, no one took the torch on and car- carried it on because it was attached to a name right? It wasn't a movement. It was a name. And so the name died and then it kind of dissipated, right? Mm. I think that's one of the biggest tragedies that ever happened to chiropractic is that it was tied to a name. And so that legacy lived on. And when that person's name was, was passed, then it didn't get carried on beyond that. So what I would tell you is what is the legacy and what do you want people to say about you 20, 30, 40 years after you're gone? What do you want to be remembered for? Because that actually is what every single day we want to strive in our vision and mission for is that it lives on past just our, our, you know, our life here on earth, but eternally, and a legacy that goes on four, five, six, seven, ten 10 generations
0: on. And that, I mean, that ties right back into what you were saying before about uh, a lot of startup people getting on an island and, and just, you know, getting in the daily grind and not surrounding themselves with a mentor or the state association or other chiropractors or going to events. Inside or outside of chiropractic, we, we just get on islands, and you know, then when you're gone, that island is gone. Like, there's you can build another island, but uh, for the greater purpose of chiropractic, um, that's that's huge. So, um, cool, be, and then
1: you know, it could be these, groups
0: these, too. What it could be a group too,
1: they have to be a singular individual. I mean, it could be a group of people, you know, it could be technique groups, whatever it is. Find yeah. a group and plug in.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it, but the biggest thing is is to plug in somewhere, like to recharge your batteries, to to my you know mastermind with people. Um, you know, if if you had to go back, Grant, and start up again, uh, what would be maybe one thing that you would do differently or or look back on, and, and you're like, man, I, I would change that if I could do that again what does that look like yeah.
1: for you? So that one's that one's simple. That one's very easy for me to define. Um and it's been something that just here recently has been brought to light in my own life that that even up into you know sixth, seventh year of practice, wherever I am now, um, I'm continually kind of refining this. And that is this. Whether you're whether you're a student starting up your own practice, you're serving as an associate, whatever the case may be, you have this idea in your head of what you feel like success is. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you say, okay, if I get to in collections, then I'll be happy. If I can find, you know, my clinic is stable and I'm seeing this amount of people, then I'll be happy. And what you're going to inherently do is that you think that what you're chasing is this relative number of what you think happiness will get you. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of people will do is then they start sacrificing everything in their life Mm -hmm. that are their non-negotiables or their priorities to try to reach that success point that they think is what's going to make them happy. So, what I have come to figure out and find out in my life is that I am not the source. I am a resource. Um, yeah. That was a David Meltzer big revelation yeah. for me that he's helped work through as a mentor for me helped me reshift. This is that through my first seven years, I've amassed some success. And, but I've also been guilty of sacrificing things that I thought when I become successful and I'm doing all of this in order to, you know, for example, I'm doing all of this for my family or I'm doing all of this and amassing all of this success and I want to be happy and find all, this, all of this financial gain so that then I can support my family. And what you don't realize is along the way, you're sacrificing all of the people in your life you say you're doing this for in order to achieve that. And so mm-hmm. what you're inherently doing is you're trying to make yourself the source. You're trying to provide all these things and find all this success so that you can be the source of something. And what you have to understand is that you're not the source. You're just a resource. If you believe mm-hmm. there's an omnip-ish, omnip-ish, omnipotent, omniscient, all-powerful source out there who loves you more than your mom, as David Meltzer would say, that, that literally you have faith is going to carry you through the difficult times, then if I could go back and do it over again, what I would tell any new doc or new student is do not sacrifice two things, your non-negotiables and your priorities in order to find success because you must, so in other words, jot down the four or five things that are your non-negotiables, one hour a day, every day dedicated to my health, 30 minutes with my wife, 10 minutes in the morning meditating, um, a well-balanced diet, constant getting checked under chiropractic, whatever those things are, you must have those non-negotiables in place. And do not sacrifice them for success, because what you'll find is the more success you amass, the more of those non-negotiables you will create. The second part is priorities. What are your priorities? A lot of people would say chiropractic is my number one priority, and what I would tell you is it can't be. It has to be family, God, um, friendships, um, your patients, whatever it is. You have to have these priorities in place because if what you'll start doing is you'll start removing these priorities and you'll sacrifice these priorities for success. And then once you find success, what you then do is you'll figure out that you're just moving the goalpost. It doesn't yep. actually make you happy. You go, yep. okay, if I get 200K in collections, then I'm going to be happy. And then once <laughs> you hit it, then you'll go, okay, once I get to 400, okay, once I get to half a million, you'll keep moving the goalposts because that's not actually what you're, ch- you're seeking to make yourself happy. What you're actually looking for is you're looking for an alignment with yourself and those things that bring you your highest efficiency and energetic, your, your highest energy state which are those priorities and those non-negotiables. So if I could go back and tell myself, you know, and reinvent this and do it over again, I would have done it the exact same, but along the way, I wouldn't have sacrificed my non-negotiables and my priorities.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're talking some high level stuff here, but you know, again, like to get that set from the outset, uh, to get some of that stuff put in place from the outset when you're starting up gosh, you know, you've seen this, I've seen this in, in my life. You have to reassess some of these things if you don't have that set up from the beginning. Uh, so such such good stuff here. Um, yeah, anything else you want to add in here at the end? Yeah, I would just say um, one other thing that's, that's massively important or
1: valuable to, to understand whether you're, no, no matter what transition or phase of life that you're in or that you're about to embark in, is to understand the larger, um, you know, and people always call it your why, right? You have to yeah. go back to why the Simon Sinek, you know, revisit your why. And I think it's, yeah. it sounds cliche, but um, if you're not passionate about what you do, in other words, if your technique and the thing that you provide and, and the unique selling proposition that you're marketing to the world, that you're selling to the world, and then ultimately someone's, you know, paying money for a service that you provide, um, if it's not attached to an overarching, really, really large why behind it, then mm-hmm. it's going to make those m- tough months where collections are low, um, and it's going to make those really busy months when things are really high, and then you see it as a negative, but it's the, actually the very thing you've been asking for that the universe okay. is now delivering to you. Yeah. Um, if you don't understand the bigger foundational why and being able to set up systems and infrastructures and metrics and KPIs around understanding when you know, okay, I'm getting close to whitewater. Things are moving along and and the universe is delivering for me. Um, If you don't have those things in place, but most importantly, if it's not attached to an overarching bigger why, what you're going to find is that you're actually going to burn out around year seven or eight. And the average chiropractor, I'm not sure if you knew this case, he practices around seven or eight years. Wow. And so what I want to see and hope for all of your listeners is that seven or eight years should be when you're just getting warmed up. That should be when you're just getting the engines grooved. I've just found my stride. Um, but if you will attach to the bigger why behind that, whatever that is for you, but also for the patients you serve, but also for the clinic you're operating in, all of these must have a why and a vision and a mission and a reason for existing. If you can attach to that, what it's going to do is it's going to fast track your trajectory. It's going to make the product of money just a, just a, a byproduct of a service yeah. that you're providing. Um, I, would, I would just encourage you guys to really focus on that. If you can attach and figure out what
0: that is, then the rest will fall into alignment. It's, it's kind of crazy because looking back on my life, I, I honestly, I really feel that my whole purpose in life was to be where I'm at right now. And, and you know, but I have to remind myself of that sometimes along the journey uh, that, you know, because not everything's perfect and and sunshine and rainbows, but uh, to have a, a purpose that's bigger than you and, and to know that. This is all part of the journey. Uh, gosh, th- I mean, it, it, to grasp it onto exciting. that early on is huge. Makes it exciting.
1: Makes it no amazing. doubt. It makes no it really doubt. Exciting.
0: Hey, Talk this has been a great point. conversation. And, uh, you know, if anybody wants to reach out to you, know more about this specific uh, chiropractic centers. Um, I know you do some stuff with the IFCO. Uh, where do they reach
1: out to you at? Yeah, yep. So I get to serve as president of the IFCO, which is the only international organization that I'm aware of that's sole purpose and vision and mission is to guard the sacred trust. Um, yep. And then also I get to teach the art of the specific, which is an upper cervical knee chest, solid headpiece technique. Um, yeah, so I can be reached out to at uh, just drgrantdentist.com. You can shoot me an inquiry there or you can find me on Instagram at, at drgrantdentist um facebook just shoot me a facebook message i try to be one of my biggest um you know efficiencies in life is that i try to be hyper responsive um, yep. on any platform which i would in- encourage all of you to be so reach yep, out to yep. me on any of those places also grant at the specific.com via email whatever's easier dm uh direct message through website whatever the case may be I just want to be a resource yep. and be helpful
0: and and i found that to be the case setting this up with you and and Uh, Just really appreciate what you're doing for chiropractic and, and, you know, even giving back uh, as far as um, this podcast and and newer docs and and all of that. So I super appreciate your time.
1: Appreciate you having me on, Casey. And I'm also looking forward to my upcoming initiation into uh, the Delta Sigma Chi, hopefully in October in the Bay Area. So, uh, Let's go, my man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, sounds good. Hey, thank you.